Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. I pray this week's sermon will guide you into a deeper understanding of the greatest news in the entire world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We value the local church at Central Baptist, so while we are thrilled that you are streaming this sermon, we want to make sure that this never replaces your commitment to the local body of believers. If you are in the Maysville area, I am personally inviting you to be a guest at one of our weekly services. Come and join us. I promise you will love it. We are a church committed to loving God, loving each other, and loving our world. So if God is using this to impact your life, please consider partnering with us in spreading the message of Jesus to everyone on the earth. I hope this message helps fix your eyes on Jesus and drives you deeper into the gospel. You know, life is filled with incredible encounters. Now, as we, as we go through childhood, or we are or constantly discovering everything about the world around us. Silas, my, my son, is, is four months old now. And in just the last several weeks, you've, you can begin to notice his, his facial expressions. His face comes alive when he, he sees a new face or when you do something he likes. And, and if we think about it, all of us can recall that time when you see something for the first time. And when we make our, our friends, we see this incredible encounter or we discover the, the beauty of nature we become more aware of everything around us, we, we begin to realize the world's vastness. But we also begin to, to grasp what the, the entire globe of opportunities awaits for us. See, God made us to encounter his love and to enjoy a personal relationship with him that lasts not just for a lifetime, but for eternity, which is forever. You know, all throughout God's, God's word, God introduces himself in incredible ways, showing himself to be perfectly faithful, true, compassionate, and merciful. You know, even though people aren't perfect, right? if you think you're perfect, I hate to burst your bubble, but you're not and, and I'm not. But even though we aren't perfect, God has a plan to forgive us of our sin and to bless us with a relationship with him. You know, as Jesus' earthly ministry began, he, he made it clear that his purpose was to make a way for every person to have an opportunity to receive his forgiveness and to enjoy eternal life with God. And Jesus wants each of us to encounter his love and to be born again. And when we, when we truly meet Jesus, we are never the same. We see then that the Old Testament foretold the Messiah. One thing that I was in teaching this week with our, with our youth is I, I taught that the entire Bible is not really primarily about us. Oftentimes we, we think about this, this book as is, you know, it's our, 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 our roadmap for, for life. If we have trouble, we can go to it and, and, and find uh, different ways to, to help us through the problems that we have. And, and yes, that is partly true, but the Bible is not primarily for us. The Bible 
is God's revelation about himself and his son, Jesus. All of Scripture, starting from Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation, points to Jesus. And we see that the Old Testament foretold the Messiah. See, all throughout the Old Testament, God promised that a Messiah would come who would defeat Satan and pay for our sins. We see in the book of Genesis, way back in the beginning of the Bible, this is God speaking to Eve and to Satan. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, speaking of Satan the serpent and Eve as the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. What God is saying here is that Satan will bruise Jesus' heel. And he did so through the death of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross. But we know that he did not stay dead. For on the third day, he rose from the grave. But we know if we've read the Bible that that Jesus does prevail in the end. For while it is painful for Jesus to have to die on the cross, he ultimately has the final victory and he will bruise the head of Satan and defeat him forever. God used also the Old Testament prophets to provide clear glimpses of the identity of the Messiah. The book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 as an example, this is a a verse that we often quote at at Christmas time. But in fact, it was written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. But we see secondly that Jesus declared himself to be the Son of God. Jesus declared himself to be the Son of God. I mean, even as a 12-year-old boy, Jesus acknowledged his unique relationship with God the Father. Look here at Luke chapter 2 verse 49. And he said to them, this is Jesus talking to his parents who had lost him, who had as a 12-year-old boy, and he says, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Even as a 12-year-old boy, Jesus knew that he was the Son of God. And while Jesus encountered people, he he healed people, he taught people, he encouraged them in his ministry. His greatest purpose, though, was to pay for their sins. He came to make his forgiveness available to all people. Look here at Luke chapter 19, verse 10. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. He came to seek and to save you and to save me. And as people encountered Jesus, he changed them forever. Those who experienced Jesus also shared his life-changing love with others. Look here at, at John chapter 4, verses 25 and 26. This is at the time when Jesus met with the Samaritan woman at the well, and he said, the woman said to him, the Samaritan woman says, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us 
all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak am he. And she says, and many Samaritans from that town believed him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. For those of us who are in Christ, who have given our lives to Christ, we too share in the privilege of making the name of Jesus known to those people that we encounter as well. And lastly, we see that Jesus wants you to have an amazing encounter with him. Jesus wants you to have an amazing encounter with him. Through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, Jesus has done everything to make his forgiveness available to you today. Look here in the book of Acts, chapter 36, or verses 36 through 38. It says, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. This Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, which means to turn from your sin. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God also wants you to know that, that you can have a relationship with Him and that you can have eternal life and live with Him forever. We see in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. We also see that God wants you to begin a relationship with God today before it's, before it's eternally too late. See, we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what Tomorrow is going to hold. All that we know is where we are right now at this very moment. And God wants you. He invites you to begin a relationship with him today before it's too late. Look here at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. It says, for he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. And in a day of salvation, I have helped you. For you here this morning, God has brought you here for a specific purpose, and that is between you and God, but I am here to tell you this morning that today is the day of salvation. See, our sin, our disobedience to God has, has separated us from Him. And we are are hopelessly lost unless we encounter Jesus and we are born again. So if you have not yet made a commitment to living your life with Jesus, 
you can start today. I shared with our kids this past week about the gospel. The gospel simply means good news. It is the message about Christ, the kingdom of God and of salvation. So what is this gospel? We see that that God rules, right? In Genesis chapter one, verse one, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God existed before time began. He existed before the creation of the world. He is the creator of the world. And thus, not only did he create everything, including you and me, but he is in charge of everything. The standard that God has set is very, very high. And that poses a big problem for, for you and for me because we sinned. Since the time of Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden, everyone has chosen to disobey God. And the Bible calls this sin. Because God is holy, meaning He is perfect. There is no sin in Him. God cannot be around sin. Sin separates us from God, and we deserve God's punishment of death and eternal separation from him and torment in hell. Now, I don't want to, to, to sensationalize hell at all for you because it's bad enough as how Scripture describes it. But if you have not given your life to Christ, you will be separated from him for eternity. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned means all, right? It's pretty clear. A double L. Everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. And the penalty for that sin is Romans 6.23 says, it's for the wages, the cost of sin is death. To be honest, it doesn't sound like very good news, does it? But thankfully, it doesn't stop right there. Because we see that God provided. God sent his son, Jesus the perfect solution to our sin problem. So I talked with our, our youth this week is that Jesus has two natures. He is both fully God and fully man. He's fully God and he's fully human. And that, that's tough sometimes for us to, to grasp, for us to realize because we have never been in the physical presence of, of God. But Jesus, what separates him from all of us is that he never sinned. He lived the life that, that we could not live. And so what he did is he came to rescue us from the punishment that we deserve. And this is something that, that we as sinners can never earn on our own. See, oftentimes we... We think that, you know, yes, I've, I've done some bad things in my life. But what I'll try to do is I'll, I'll try to do some good things to kind of compensate for it. It's like we have these, these scales here, and, it, and we think, well, yes, I've done a lot of bad things, but if I just keep on filling up my, my good things bucket, that eventually the scales will, will tip. 
But the thing is, is that we can never earn our salvation on our own. Because it's Jesus alone who saves us. One of my favorite verses in all the scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus gives. See, Jesus lived the perfect life and he died on a cross for our sins. He died as our substitute. Right, we should be the ones that are dying, but because of God's love for us, sending Jesus to live the perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins, he took our place on the cross. And not only though, not only did he die, as we saw back in Genesis, that yes, Satan did bruise his heel, but Jesus rose again on the third day because Jesus gave his life for us, we can be welcomed into God's family for eternity. See, something amazing happens when, when we give our lives to, to Jesus. As we, we saw earlier at the, with the baptism of, of Bella, the, the baptism is an is a outward symbol of, the, of a, the old being washed away. We saw that I, I baptized, I, I put Bella under the water and it's as if our old self was being buried in the water. And when she arose, she came out a new person. That is what the gospel does to us. You see, God doesn't just, you know what, he just doesn't say, you know what, now that, now that you've given your life, you're, you're okay, you know. No, he openly welcomes you into his family. I mean, none of us deserve to even be servants of God, to even wash his feet. But God gives us far greater than we ever deserve. Because he makes us his sons and his daughters. As I shared with, with Bella when we, we went through the gospel and I asked her if she wanted to give her life to Christ and I said, Bella, not only are you my friend, but now you are my sister in Christ. So we can be welcomed into God's family for eternity. This is the best gift ever. I've received a lot of great gifts in my life. I've been able to travel to places and do some amazing things. But everything in my life pales in comparison to October the 20th, 1991, when as an, an eight-year-old boy at a revival service, I, sitting in the, the back of the sanctuary, about, about right there, and I remember coming forward and walking that aisle to give my life to Christ. And it was that, that moment that my life changed for eternity. So God rules. We sin. God provided and Jesus gives. See, the Christianity is different than all of the other religions of the world and the main difference is this is that most of the religions of the world talk about what you must do in order to turn in order to earn salvation 
Right? In some cases, you have to do certain things. You have to be such a good person to be able to become saved. Or you have to go through all of these different classes and you have to give all of this money in order to be saved. But Christianity is not about what we must do. It is about what Christ has already done. But we do have a part to play. Because we must respond. And it's as simple as the ABCs, right? <laughs> that we must first, A, admit to God that you are a sinner. To repent and, and to turn away from your sin. So it means it's like to do a 180, all right? So we're walking in sin and to repent means we completely turn around and turn away from our sin and we walk towards, towards Jesus. We must be, believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died on the cross for our sins, and that he was buried and that he rose again. And he did so, so that we might receive God's gift of forgiveness from sin. And see, we must confess our faith in Jesus Christ and we must commit to live our lives and to trust in him as both our Savior and Lord. We must commit to believe that Jesus has saved us from our sins, but more than that, we must choose to follow him. That's what the word disciple means. It just simply means follower. No longer are we to live for our ourselves but we are to live for for christ so it's as simple as the abcs admit believe confess in a moment we're going to have a song of of invitation you can come on up and play just as i am some of you here this morning that maybe this is the first time you've you've heard the gospel the the good news of salvation. And I, I, I promise you, as one who has been saved from, from my sins, that it, there is no better decision that you could ever make. For yes, it has the ability to radically change your life here on this earth, for I promise I would not be where I am today without my faith in Christ. And I know many of you out there that have given your life to Christ could say the very same thing. But we're not just saved for, to, to, to live here on this earth, but we know that when our life ends, whether it's through physical death or Jesus returns, that we continue to live and that we will spend eternity in the presence of God forever oh how i long for that day if you have not given your life to christ i plead with you this morning do so today because we're not promised another day i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and you don't either i mean how many times have we heard of tragedy striking and that's the thing about tragedy is is you don't expect it it comes unexpectedly 
I do, I firmly believe that God has brought you here at this place, at this time, for a specific purpose. And if you have not given your life to Christ, do so today. I mean, as we, we sing here, I'm going to be standing down the front and come and, and share with me your decision. Come and tell, show me that, that you want to give your life to Christ. Uh, you know, that, that, that's why I got into the, to the pastor business. <laughs> you know, I love to, to be around kids and to, to sing great songs and to, to do all of the, the things that ministry entails, but really it's kind of as I'm, I'm a, a lifeguard. God is using me in part to help to save the lives of people who are drowning in their sins. And I'd love to share with you the greatest news in all of the world. For those of us that, that have given our, our lives to, to Christ, may, may we be like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman who Jesus began to tell her everything about her. And she said, I have experienced the forgiveness of God. She couldn't keep it to herself. She had to go back to her home to share the good news that she had, had heard and received. And through her faithfulness, we see that many others gave their lives to Christ. It is a privilege that God has given us to be able to share the good news with those who have not yet heard it and responded to it. So would you pray with me please this morning? God is inviting you to be a part of this story He is writing throughout the ages to come. He is offering salvation to you today, which is your invitation to the rescue God offers. You can embrace the rescue of God by simply admitting your need to God, asking Him to forgive you, trusting in Jesus alone to rescue you, and following Jesus Christ, the King of your life and faith from this day forward. If you would like to give your life to Jesus, go to God in prayer and confess your need for Him and that you choose to follow Him. If you have chosen to follow Jesus, please let us know. We want to continue to pray for you and to send you some resources to help you to grow in your faith. Well, I hope you enjoyed this sermon, and I look forward to seeing you in person at one of our weekly services. Could you do me a favor? Please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash and share or comment on the things that we post because it helps others to hear about Jesus. God bless.